going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Bricks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes. We finally got the full team back. It's been like a month since we've all been together at the same goddamn time. I'm so fucking happy that everybody's here. We got, first up, we got uh, Miss Mary Almonte's in the building. What's going on, Mary? Hey, no, come on. We need it. We haven't heard from you. Give me, give us the hey guys. Give it to us. Hey guys. There you go. There you go. Next up, we got the great one. Baylor the greatest in the building. What's going on, Baylor? Hey, somebody said Freaky Ziggy didn't have no batteries in his mic. <laughs> like when I used to give my little sister the controller that wasn't plugged in. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> then we also have the hip hop historian, the red wine connoisseur, Marquis here. <laughs> what they're calling and what we're titling this episode, the mat the massacre at Madison Madison Square Garden. The locks, dipset, versus first of all, first of all. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Why and who? What the fuck was Dipset thinking? The fact that once they pulled out Crunk Music as the as the num the second song, and then Santana's Town was was the the fifth song. It was over for him. It was over. They won one fucking round. That was it. Um, but overall, we'll get into the details. What you guys think about the battle? Uh, was it a good moment for hip hop? Mary, I'm coming to you first on this one. Yes. Yeah, so the culture remains undefeated, right? It's yeah. kind of like everyone says. In a lot of the other versus battles, it's like the culture won, right? And like, yes, so that the culture did win. However, <laughs> Dipset lost. <laughs> and it was bad. I mean, it was like you said, the song selection was whack. And here's I will preface this by saying, so I always had the locks going into this, but I at least expected to be entertained by Dipset. They do have more hits if you want to be technical than the locks. Um, and I was expecting to like see those anthems and it was, it, it wasn't there. I don't know if it was their DJ or who was really running the ship with the song selection, but they were not responding well at all to what the locks was, was hitting them with. Um, yes, like you said, even the way their entry was whack in comparison. Um, but I do think that the moral of the story is that bars still matter. And the locks and Jada Kiss specifically definitely showed what real bars are. Um, I mean, you know, like they weren't playing like the MP3 of their song and, and mumbling over it. Like they really did put on a performance. And who knows? I don't know if the locks have been actually performing together or rehearsing or, you know, whatever, just performing together longer. But they definitely seemed more cohesive and coordinated. Um they really did make Dipset look just like a hot mess, like a bunch of drunk uncles <laughs> on the stage, along with a bunch of uh, who were all those random people that nobody could get off. Let's <laughs> talk about that. First. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was I don't know. They looked chaotic in comparison. Um and I mean, can we also talk about the commentary from the locks? Like Jada Kiss needs his own show <laughs> at this point. He is freaking hilarious. He was killing them. And we were saying before we started recording, it's like those jokes were too real to have been just jokes. <laughs> like I was wondering when someone was going to start swinging because, I mean, Jada Kiss literally told them that they didn't have bars <laughs> and no Grammys, just Grams. Like 
it was, it was, you know, those jokes that you have between family members that are like, all right, eventually somebody's going to really strike a chord though. <laughs> so good luck to them on that tour <laughs> because. With, with, I didn't know state property is going to be on that tour as well. If they're if anywhere in a close vicinity to me, I'm going to that shit. The Dipset locks and state property. That's, that's, they're, that's they're, a nice tour. I, I, but uh, I heard that Beans might not be a part of that, though. Oh, no. you That's fucking idiotic. Beans got to be a part of that shit. No, I'm not I saying on your part. Time. I'm saying if they if they invited State Property without Beanie Siegel, that's a, whoever the promoter is on that failed. That should have been, if you're going to have State Property, no state property you, without you, you, you lock in Beanie Siegel first and then worry about the rest of State Property. I'll get the confirmation on that, but from what I heard, I don't think he's going to be there. As of now, man, that just disappointed me. But as far as this versus, um, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. And even Mary, you saying that Dipset has more songs than the locks. I don't after last night and thinking about what the locks still left on the table. I don't know if that's I went in thinking that I thought the same thing that you thought. But after like listening and seeing how last night went, Dipset has a lot of anthems, anthems. like you said, right? They anthems. But yes. Locks have more songs, and I think the difference between that was 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 apparent last night. And then also, to me, and this, I'm not trying to start any rumors or anything like that. I'm just a little podcast. There's not going to be any rumors started over anyway. But to me, it felt like there's some turmoil in Dipset because the fact that Cameron wasn't really fucking with them at at first and sitting down, there there has to be some something going on behind the scenes with those three because. The energy that you're used to seeing from Dipset when they're right and good was not there at fucking all, and I don't know what it was. I don't it, like you said it felt off from the moment that they came out. The fact that I even text you, I'm like, is Cam even still out there? Like he was sitting down chilling for a while, like he's some fucking retired whatever. Like th- it w- it just literally did not go good for Dipset at any point of last night. None. And then JD Kiss is the fucking MVP of verses for right now until somebody else takes the crown. Because that, the, as entertaining as he was, and Styles P was entertaining to a degree too, but JD Kiss, you couldn't take your eyes off him all throughout the night. Even when they weren't performing, he was doing something or saying something that was fucking. It's so much, so many cl- classic memes and gifts came out of last night. That is fucking amazing. I was actually just going to say that the memes have been great. And one of them, to your point about you feeling like Dipset's energy was off. Mm. There was a meme that I saw that was like Dipset broke up again after last night. So, yeah. Baylor, what you got, man? Hey, when I told Cass that Jada's in my top five, I'm not playing, man. This man took off his bandana and threw it down. Prior to that, they wouldn't even let him get through. Okay. And then when they tried well, to take his hat, there was about there. I don't care what nobody says. There was about to be a fight that broke out there for a second. And cooler heads prevailed. But keep going. I'm sorry. Jada told Cam he's whatever song he played. He said, "I don't know what that is. I don't know what that <laughs> shit is." The I seen the difference, and I hope hopefully the world seen the difference between an artist and an MC. Mm, you know what I mean. Good point. And and again, I know why a lot of people had Dipset coming into this winning because of the anthems, but the locks just got better songs. And look, I, this is a cat from LA, and I grew up listening to East Coast hip hop. 
I felt the energy when they tracks came on. You could tell the difference. If I did not listen to hip hop mm -hmm. or if I didn't listen to East Coast hip hop prior to this and you told me to pick and choose who you thought rocked the crowd, the crowd got up when the locks introduced whatever track they, that they put on. And yeah. then they got into their personal bags after the slaughter, which was more disrespectful. And Jada addressed the crowd and said, yo, we over here sweating. They over here lip syncing. <laughs> Y'all know that's not right. Yeah. Come on, man. And he was telling that, people, to me, people to me, that they were cheating them. Like, that shit hit like Jada was fucking on fire. Go ahead. Keep going. I'm that, that was a classic. That was a classic concert featuring Dipset. Mm. That was a classic Locks concert featuring Dipset. And, and to your point, I... It did feel like, you know, maybe these cats not really rocking with each other like that. Obviously, the relationship is not the same, but you mm -hmm. can tell the difference between both of the relationships. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, the locks even look like they were practicing. Like, you, it just feel like they went to practice for about two or three weeks. Practice? And then Dipset showed up like, and then you show up late, and cats is looking for Kim. And I, and I was the first one to text, like, yo, he got to be coming out in something crazy. Mm. And he didn't. That was the first time that let me know, like, this is not, this don't even feel right. Everything that the Locks did, slash Jada, I assume that they would have done. I thought I thought Cam would have been more animated than than Jada. You know what I mean? I thought I would have seen a plethora of pink. That didn't happen. This wasn't, the dip set that I, this, this wasn't the dip set that, that I grew up watching at all. Not even at all. Bit. Not even. And Joel's look like yo. They forgot some of their lyrics. Oh, badly mm -hmm. throughout the whole night. Jim Jones forgot. He forgot the lyrics to Ballin, and it's like that is your biggest, your solo biggest track. How the fuck did you forget the lyrics to that shit? Like I'm text. I'm texting Cass, and they like they like bro. Uh, certified gangsters is gonna save them. I said I don't think so, bro. It's gonna be a banger. I still love that track, but it just didn't hit. None of that shit hit. And I and y'all can call me biased because Jada in my top five and I got the locks up there, one of the best groups of all time. That shit didn't hit. I would have called it fair. But you gave him one track. Bro, that shit was a blowout. That was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. How New York win and lose. <laughs> Cam came in there and said, Y'all, y'all the away team, like, we at home. No, nigga, the the, the Madison Square Garden belongs to J.D. Kiss and and uh and the Atlanta Hawks and Reggie Miller. And Mike, don't 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 take MJ off. And my and Mike too, Mike too. But uh, yeah, Har Harlem uh, I, niggas in Harlem had to stay in the house for twenty four hours. Them niggas couldn't leave leave outside. Marquis, you've been quiet over there, um, uh, abnormally quiet because usually you interject a little bit. What you got for us, man? There's nothing to interject to like. Well, first off, as far as anybody wanted to fight, <laughs> nobody wanted with the locks. There's no one in Dipset that wanted with the locks. Cooler heads prevailed, yeah. They didn't want that ass whooped. They knew it would happen. It um, felt like that. It felt like that. Yeah, it's like yeah, they, you know what? I'm just I'm 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 I love you though, bro. That's all you saw. And I've wanted. seen them in per I seen them in person. She Luke is definitely like hawk side. That nigga lift people, bro. Like he works out by lifting smaller people. That's that's he's straight up gorilla. He's a silverback gorilla. Yeah. You can see it. Um, I no way, shape, or form had Dipset coming in. I I couldn't even think of five bangers to go against what the locks had. Like I didn't foresee that at all. Um, 
lyrically, I already knew once everybody started paying attention to lyrics, it was going to be a problem. Uh, and I said it before, no one on that squad has better lyrics than Styles P and barely Sheik. So they're nowhere near, nowhere near Jada. Nowhere near Jada. Jada, bottom line, proved it's almost like the brand Nubians with Grand Pooba, Sadat X, and Lord Jamal. Like, Jada just stood out in front of everybody. The majority of those songs were Jada's. They were locks bangers. They were also on other people's tracks. But a lot of those were Jada's, which is why I said Cam's going to have to come out of his solo bag. Because there's no way in the world he's gonna, they're going to be able to pull this off. It was just a, an onslaught. I'm not even going to dig it anymore on, on the embarrassment, but I will point this out. And I'm still going to talk about this whole top five dead or alive thing. And again, for some reason, it's like the Andre 3000 effect. Without a group to back it up to focus on one one verse, and you give them a full song, Jada can't pull out a full album. He can pull out verses, he can kill verses, but a full album, I'm sorry. That's why I can't put him in my top ten. It's like Andre 3000. We've bro, never heard a full I, album from him. Bro, you're, you're for it. I honestly feel like you're so... You you try to prove that point so much that you try to make everything fit into that. At the end of the day, regardless if he there there are people who are legends who don't have a full uh, who only are solo artists and don't have a classic album under their belt that we still that we still represent as a great lyricist. What Jada does as an MC, what Jada does as an MC, he's absolutely. I can like I don't have him in my top five, but he's absolutely. It's, I can understand why he be in people's top five, top ten, top whatever. Jay as an MC and as a lyricist, regardless if you give him a full song, a verse, or whatever else, he's a beast. He is a monster. He has been that every step of his career. So to say that just because he's part of a group, it means that he can't be in the top five. Because to me, when you're in I a group, it makes it, for a lot of people it makes it harder for them that to stand out when they're in a group. Jay is standing out. Jada, Jada standing out in the way that he is, to, bro, I, I can't get with that argument at all. For Andre or for Jada, because definitely for Andre, I can't get with that argument at all. Didn't say that at all. All I'm saying is I can't see him in the top five. You can't put, you can't tell me the five greatest rappers that everybody has as top five, he's above them. And I understand. He's I can. He's, I he's can. a beast. He's what? a monster. I can. So for for rap at the end of the day, the way that I look at top five is if you line them up and put Jada against anybody's top five, he's going to hold his weight against anybody's MC. As far as what? As far as as far as as far as uh, being a rapper MC, he is going to hold his weight. Period. You can you can pick your favorite artist and put Jada on that track. I put money on that. And you put money on Jada? Yeah, nigga. Now, again, I can name five, probably (laughs) ten. That all right, bro. this this is going on. My, my, my point, my point is this, and like I said, he basically showed he's better than everyone that he grew up with, and that and that John and that John and that um that generation, Dipset locks all of them. He's the best one out of that class. That's what he proved to me. But I'm not taking away from him. Again, he's one of my favorite rappers. Period. He's not in my top ten, but there's a reason why. Yeah, they got Grammys. That's what he said. <laughs> One of my favorite memes said that Joel Santana's teeth didn't know his old new teeth didn't know his old songs. <laughs> Bro, that's probably why he didn't do as much. He was trying to hold them in. That's probably why they were late because he was trying to get that that fix it dent in there to where the, it has a good seal on those dentures so so they wouldn't fall out while he was rapping. He couldn't get it get that Yo. seal good, so he had to keep the energy low for the rest of the battle. Yeah. 
One of the things that backfired on him when Camden was like, you got any songs for the ladies? Jada was like, killed him. Bro, oh. that shit, he was like, I think they don't like girls. And Jada, they just calmly was like, okay. That shit backfired so quick. Was, yeah. oh, then they, then they, and, and I love, I love, and, and then, you know, that's why I said I disagree that, that the locks didn't have songs, at least all together is because they went to doing this thing to where every, for every one dip, because they knew nobody gave a fuck about dip set after round one. And then they started doing the thing towards the second half of the, of the battle where they would like do these medleys of different songs before Dipset came back on. That shit was it was it was it was a Jada Kiss and Locks concert at that point, man. It was embarrassing. Yeah, and then they and then the the and then Dipset started trying to respond. And they got medleys. booed. Have we ever yeah. seen somebody get booed at a versus before? No, that was bad. They lost That's the crowd crazy. entirely. That's crazy. And, right and the thing is, that was a crowd that was definitely there for them, like in the beginning, for sure. It's so crazy, man. They what? They messed up their own intro. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I swear. I, I would love to see, and I know we're gonna talk about this, a Beanie and Jada album. If oh, they were ever been one of those. So there's I mean, been there's uh, been conversation going on since this of of what group would have been a better matchup for the locks people have mentioned uh g unit G-Unit, which g unit does have a bunch of radio hits but that energy that jada in the locks that jada came out with jada would have really hurt 50 i don't know because 50's a troll he's good but the thing is is that the way that jada was getting at them about their songs the moment that like 50 hit because some of 50's lyrics are corny as shit but it was the way that he rapped them jada would have been on his ass they are, but I also don't. I think that Fifty would have had a rebuttal. Like, I That's mean, true. Dipset didn't even address it. As besides, yeah. let us talk. Like, it felt like fifth grade. I was like, oh my they god. They would have played. They would have played. Jada would have played his diss track at him. No, it's been over, bro. The only person that that's to me that's untouchable is Banks. Yeah, and Banks probably and Banks would probably would have walked over to become part of the lot. But the, and that's that. the thing is that the ba- ba- but Banks has no energy at all. So like that whole like energy part of the of the thing that would have that that would yeah no it. that wouldn't have been entertaining to watch. Been- at, at least Gu would have had a verbal hype man in Tony Ayo. Like the fact that Freaky Ziku is up there and didn't offer it. Anyway, let's move on. We've been on this shit. We've been recording for 28 minutes, and we literally have only talked about this shit. The uh, baby, uh, his comments have gotten him taken off of several uh, festivals and live performances. What do you guys think this means for the career of ba- of the baby overall? Is it over? What do you guys think? No. Uh, he, he only got. I think he got one lifeline left. What's he that? Gotta perform, he got to perform with... Artists from that community. Oh, Little Nas X, like they, like the meme says, is going like. Oh, or, or, or if Elton John come off. Oh, Elton John ain't come. fucking with the baby. He came. <laughs> Elton John ain't fucking with the baby. Um, Mary, what do you think? Um, I think he just needs to lay low for a little bit, and then when he comes back, it'll all will be forgiven because this is what happens. I mean, don't get me wrong. The LGBTQ. T, I can never get it. <laughs> um, that community is definitely powerful when you mess with them. Um, and he was really blatantly just wild with it. But he did issue that apology. And I do think that people will F with him again. I think the baby needs to just double down on it and just have a, a mixtape hosted by Candace Owens and just say fuck it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm completely trolling. Marquis, what are you? Oh my god, the Haas twins are gonna be the hype men. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, he's not over. Nobody there's no such thing as cancel culture. No. Like, just lay low. He'll be back. All right. Good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. We got two the next two topics I'm super excited to talk about. Beanie Siegel, drink drink champs. This interview, I've told you guys in the mm-hmm. chat, I think. I seriously think this was the best hip-hop-related interview I have maybe ever seen in my life, um, in my lifetime. I know there have been some great ones, but, like, the stories that he told, opening up about, like, his, his just his life in general, the fact that he almost didn't sign a Rockefeller because he wanted to go to a dogfight and make money, like, the stuff about Jay, the stuff about state property, the stuff about Freeway, like, the stories with him and Noriega, this shit was amazing. And, Jay, I mean, Beanie Siegel is somebody who... We haven't really seen open up at all, for real. He kind of makes music and goes to the side. So, like, it was great to see. It was great to see. Did everybody get a chance to watch this one? Yeah. Same. All right, cool. Marquis, it's your turn to go first. What do you think about this one? I thought it was amazing. I thought the insights um, to who, the be- who Beans really was. I mean, you knew it. He's a real nigga. One of the things I love about how candid they are, even with Cam, they're honest. They point out exactly what was said, how it was said, how it happened. And it's verified. You don't, you know, there's no fabrication behind it. Um, I love the emotional aspect of it. I love the, the, the slow pace, the thought that he, he stepped back and had to think about that situation, reiterated exactly what happened. Um, his demeanor, you know, it was, I don't know. It was real. It was, it, I agree with you. It was one of the best interviews I've ever seen. Um, his relationship with Jay and that, that was brought to light. That was amazing. Um, I, I'm surprised they didn't touch on the beef with um, Jada as much or that whole little um how that all came about and i will say that i was proud of nori um for not interjecting like you pointed out as much as he normally does but he did you know his normal nori self put himself in it oh i did this oh i did that too remember when i was doing this and blah blah blah. but back to you kind of thing his typical nori thing but yeah i loved everything about it i'm gonna give everybody else enough um, time to speak about it but it was amazing to me mary yeah i feel like um like you said you don't really see you historically haven't really seen him open up at all right and it was like he had moments where he would like fade and with all of the different beefs he's had or disagreements that were rumored you never really heard his side of it and what i always thought was cool about him though is it didn't seem like he really cared to explain himself right it was like i believe what you want to believe but then you saw like how passionate he was and like there were points in that where you really did feel his pain, right? Like, it was like, this is what, like, La Familia meant to me. And, you know, like, the way that went. So, yeah, I thought it was, because of who he was, it was one of the more heartfelt uh, drink champs, for sure. Baylor? Uh, you know, I was there just to hear what he had to say about Jay. And the fact that the, the way he broke down his, uh, you know, his court date and, you know, when Jay had to take the stand and stuff like that. And it is to me, it showed that like he, he was telling us the interview, but he was talking to Jay at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like, and I wouldn't say that he was being careful. I think he was just being himself. And he really said what he wanted to say, which was, I understand why you moved on, but you know, I trusted you as a brother to look out for me. But I do understand why you did what you did. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty dope. And he basically um, he basically broke down his growth, you know, from yeah. being, you know, the the Bross Street bully 
all the way into like transitioning to a, a whole totally different person, not even an artist, but just a whole totally different person. And, <clears throat> you know, when one thing that stood out was when he said, like, the thing that separates uh, Dame and, and Jay-Z is, is Dame's delivery. You know what I mean? And, but that just shows that both of those cats were on their business tip. You know what I mean? But it was just a way that both of them handled it. And I mean, but we already kind of felt it. I was young, you know what I mean? But I still kind of understood that, you know, like he said, you can't even get in the car with me. You know what I'm saying? As I'm, as I'm moving on, some cats can't come. Like, you can't even get in the car. You know what I'm saying? So I felt that because in my personal life, that's how I feel. Yeah. Whatever I do in life to upgrade myself and my family, you're gonna be you're gonna leave a lot of people behind that you are cool with or that you even love. So I thought that was dope. I would love to I gotta hear Bean's voice one more time over an album. Mm. It's not the same voice, but it's the same talent. You know what I mean? Real quick, I appreciate how humble he was when he said, Big bro, check me. As yeah. a grown man, when he called him, he was like, He checked me. Mm. He said, I that's how much I respected that man. That was the only man who can actually say some shit like that. Don't you ever hang up the phone on me? He said, normally, like, nigga, you know, but him, that's some real shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that adds to the disappointment he felt with the whole court thing. And, and you know, you kind of understand more because at the time, like, when Beanie Sequel started coming out with tracks dissing Jay Z, it was like, of all people, like, him and Memphis, I would never thought, even if they had beef with Jay, you would never think that you'd hear it on wax. So, like, hearing his, his, like, just saying, like, to what Mary, to Mary's point of, like, what Rockefeller, it really meant to him. It was the first time that he felt like he was a part of something. And for that to break down and everything to go the way it is, that, that it did, you kind of understand, like, we don't always channel our our hurt or our anger in the correct way. And, you know, you, you kind of understand why things went the way that they did at that point. It's unfortunate, though. And now you can go back to all those other interviews so, and that, that make more sense where... You know, uh, PD Crack and the Young Guns trying to decide who they should, you know, which side of shit they go to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You going with, you going on Dame's side or you going with Jay's side? Yeah. And it was, it was, they were trying to get as much information as uh, they could about what really caused the rift. And he was like, it, it just, it was boiling over. None of those, you know, signing Cam and making him president of, the rock that was an issue it was way before that yeah. but that was kind of shitty you said it, yo memphis next in line how do you make cam president yeah. you know and i got to report to that nigga you know that's there was a lot of questions i mean we got answers to it that's that's interesting yeah that's a fact that's a fact all right well moving on from that we got an announcement of a new nas album king's disease 2 it actually drops this upcoming friday in just a couple of days um uh we got the track list that w- was released and everything First song with him and M uh, is going to be fucking bananas, probably. What are you guys? Are you guys excited for King's Disease, too? I'm anxious. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I every actually... time. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you, got, you got it, Mary. I'm sorry. No. No, look at you being all gentlemanly. After telling me I'm one of the fellas before. Anyway. Um, no. I feel like every time a classic hip-hop artist drops an album, I feel like my anxiety goes up because... You want it to be great, and then you know if it isn't, it might mar their legacy. Mm. <laughs> so it's like Nas really just had a dope album with King's Disease, got a Grammy, you know what I mean? Long anticipated, long overdue, and I just 
I want us to keep on that trajectory. <laughs> so, but I mean, the track list looks dope. So I'm, I'm excited. So, what's up? Go ahead, Bailey. Go ahead, Bailey. Um, I'm excited because uh, if he, if he listened to the streets and heard how much he was getting praised for that album, um, as long as he stayed with that same formula, <laughs> like don't switch up the season and don't add nothing. You know what I'm saying? Keep it like that. Uh, uh, of course, switch up the content. You know, we're going to pay attention to the bars. But it does feel like he went to Vegas and hit, and he put that shit right back on the table mm. and going for it again. So that's why I'm excited. Because Nas is not a dummy. Nas is light. That was dope. That was, that was, <laughs> nice. Nice. That was dope. I caught that. That was dope. Um, is Hit Boy producing the whole album again? Yep. Oh, then I have no worries. No, yeah. not a single concern. Go ahead, Marky. Yeah, I don't. I, I, honestly, I'm glad he did. I know they, they said there was another project coming out. I thought it was going to be the Lost Tapes three. Um, realistically, Nas doesn't have any bad albums. Like you can say whatever you want about Nasradamus and Nasir, they're not bad albums. If you listen to the content, there are at least five songs, six songs on Nasradamus alone that are better than half of everyone's albums. That exists like lyrically definitive. He's timeless. Like he's not going to drop a whack album. So I'm not concerned about this one. This is probably not going to be as um, what's the word I want to use as uh, poignant as the first one. And it feels like it might be some leftover tracks. Like you know what? Let's add some more to it. Mm. That's what it feels mm. like. That's but then point. when you see someone like um like Lauren Hill. That we were dying to hear Nas and Lauren Hill. We were dying to hear a Nas and Lauren Hill album number one, but the fact that they're on the track together, hopefully she's not just singing, she's actually rapping. And like you said, bruh, M and Nas on a track together, I can't even I can't even imagine that. Um, I don't know where why we're not hearing a J again, a J and Nas matchup again, but the the song, the title, the song titles, um, they sound dope. Like you visualize each one of those songs, you can hear the direction Nas is going to take to tie that into that particular song. I know he's releasing Rare Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking to, to check that out, but I guarantee you it's going to be no no less than four out of five. Okay. That's that's a big guarantee. Oh, I guarantee that. Okay. Well, we'll be reviewing it next week. That's for damn sure. But uh, from perspective new music that, that we know is coming to actual new music that's dropped, Silk Sonic dropped a new single, Skate. I, I can't wait call to hear your opinion on this. Huh? Call it safe. Just call it safe. Okay. Let's just call it safe. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Mary? I mean, they can do no wrong, but, like, where's the album? <laughs> like, where, I mean, I would just love to know what this strategy is, where they're, like, slowly giving us a track every six months. So they're doing the Jornia Lucas thing is what is what's happening. Like I, I like where's the they Yeah, but they're like performing theirs. You know what I mean? True. Like it's been it's on a much bigger stage. It's I don't know. It's so odd because like when did Leave the Door Open first drop? Was that March? It was definitely yes, it was March. That's just crazy oh, to have the biggest song and not not like you I mean not it shows patience up. because most people would have followed would have had to drop the album to to capitalize why it's hot like they won the best group without a fucking album this shit's crazy go ahead Baylor. i just wonder what what this is about though like is this are things going wrong behind the scenes <laughs> or like is this a yeah, plan there's two big egos though like they, they have a perfect match but to create an entire album that's not just relevant like it's 
got to be kind of groundbreaking putting them two together. You know what I mean? So the expectations are a lot higher. So I can imagine ripping that thing apart and trying to perfect it. So those two and their their egos, like they're both, you know what I mean? Not not like not in a bad way, but you have an expectation of each one of them, and combining them, each song has to kind of have a like a great flow. Like the first song was magnificent. Yeah. The I'm second one, again, it just seemed like they played it safe. But see, that's the thing. I don't think that okay, and and I may be completely wrong with this. Like a, we didn't even know they were going to be a group. So like after leave the door open drop and they would have just fought like they didn't give people they wouldn't they shouldn't have gave given people time to build up expectations. They shouldn't have dropped that track until they knew the album when they they were going to have a solid date of when they were going to drop the album. Because now you've allowed four months of nothing but anticipation. Then you drop a track like this, which let's say leave the door open dropped in March. Let's say they would have followed it up with this in April and then the album dropped in April. You you have nothing but rolled the expectation. You have now given people too much time to build up the hype for this album, and it may not be what we think it's going to be, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be a classic. If they just drop a really solid R&B album, that's what the culture needs, but they've given it so much time to build up that anything less than a classic, I think at this point, people are going to feel disappointed by. Exactly, exactly. You think they're waiting to go on tour? That may be To build it up? That may be it too. Baylor, go ahead. It sounds like a lot of pressure to me now. Uh, because, of, you know, I think we're underestimating that. I mean, yeah, they might have egos, but, you know, you put out you put out a, a, a album and it don't hit like people expect it to hit. That that could be that could that could change some things. You know what I mean? <laughs> you might start getting a lot of a lot of messages saying stay away from each other. Um, but I, I, I will say this song, this this song in particular is is it sounds cool. But I I, I want to almost say if we got an album to skip, what's the next track? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, this album should have came out in the summer, right around the summer. This should have been a summer album, number one. Um, the album's not going to be bad. There's no bad Anderson Park. Or bad Bruno Mars album. They may not be great, but there's no bad album. They're musicians. It's gonna be a good album. The expectations are a little higher because we're expecting flawless because they are premier artists. But I guess I'll just leave the door open. (laughs) Next, somebody who walked through that door to come back into hip hop, Logic, Bobby Tarantino's ass back out. Come on. Who wants this, man? Baylor, Logic's your boy. Yeah. How'd you feel about this album? This mixtape. I'm sorry, it's a mixtape, not an album. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really. I, I, it was a couple of tracks though that I did like, but overall, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of the. You can't keep coming back wearing a 45 jersey. Mm. Like either you gonna stay gone or you gonna stay here, and I'm cool if you stay here. I'm even. It's even more cool if you if you leave because I understand you got your father now. You know what I mean. So you got to worry about that. You don't want to be. Man, I don't know, man. Maybe you get a chance to listen to it. Nope. Good. Don't. Because this shit's fucking and trash. Listen, <laughs> this shit is garbage. The fact that you come back with this, but like the first. First two tracks, I was like, you know what? We may be on to something. And quickly, my expectations went in the motherfucking toilet after that. 
Come on. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I feel like Logic is a dope artist. I know people, like, they either hate or love Logic, it seems like. Like, I really do like Logic. And his Bobby Tarantino, the first two, have been great to me. This shit, though? This shit? This is what you come back on? Somebody should somebody on his team should have been like, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and wait a little bit on this one. We need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. There's no this is called illogic. Illogical. <laughs> um I really didn't need this album. I wish he would have stayed retired. All right, fair enough. And he's not a Jordan, no four or five. He's a Harold Minor. No, mine wouldn't dunk on to. Remember that J track? Um, that he did over. Um, oh my God! Yeah, Tracy McRicoby, maybe Tracy McGrady. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm going with that one. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Logic, hit me up, bro. Let's have a conversation. Moving right along, let's get into our TV and film section. Really, really quick, wait, what? wait. You forgot about Isaiah and Rashad. Oh shit! How the fuck did I forget to put that on the list? God damn, that was the main thing we were supposed to review. I got this it week. too. Did you guys did you guys listen to it? See, I shouldn't have reminded you of it. Because... Well, no, I did listen to it. I just forgot to put it on the list. Nobody listened to Isaiah Rashad's album. You want to know why you put it on the list? I seen it, but I didn't listen to it yet. Did you, you listen know to why? it? Marquee? Of course I listened to it. Okay. What'd you think? And I wouldn't have pointed out that <laughs> you left it off because you should have left it off. <laughs> Because Jesus Christ, bruh, that is the, one of the most dullest albums I've heard. And oh my God, Kid Cudi album was better. It, it, may not even, it was just boring as fuck, bruh. Oh my, flip my wrist. Do you know what, I, what impression I was, you know what impression I was left with from this album? Is that it seems like Isaiah Rashad wants to be Frank Ocean so bad. Yeah. Like, well... <clears throat> Like it, it, like everything that makes Isaiah. Like I used, I, I think I said leading up to this, Isaiah Rashad is is a really good artist. Like I like Isaiah Rashad's music. Usually, this didn't feel like. And I'm all for artists branching out and making the music they want to make versus what we think they should make. I understand all that shit, but it has to be good. That's the thing that that mm-hmm. that's the thing that boils down to anything. Experiment, do whatever the fuck you want to do. C- create a fucking e- a damn uh, electronic album. I don't give a damn. But it has to be good music. This shit felt like it was the Wish version of a, of a Frank Ocean album. Damn. Frank Pond. Yeah. Francis Pond. <laughs> Francis Pond. <laughs> Francis Lake. <laughs> Yo. Um, I don't know what you did to Kendrick and why y'all not speaking or whatever it is. But you need this nigga back in your, your corner to listen to the shit that's being put out. And let him EQ it because... God knows. Is this big hype? Is this the first complete miss from TDE? Mm. Sorry, bro. Damn. Oh my God. I, I don't I can't think of any other album that was on, on that label that was this bad. There is no other album that's less than three and a half on, on their roster. That's fair. This one is a trash bag. And I'm just picking up grass. Because it's mon- it's mundane. I'm just putting grass in it and so I can throw it outside or recycle or whatever. But this album, oh Isaiah, God. Moving right along to our TV and film section, Raising Canaan. Three episodes into this series, Marquis, you're all caught up, right? No, no, Mary, you caught up. I got, I caught the first of episode. Course. I did see the first episode. All right, Mary, it's been a while since you got to talk about Raising Canaan. How do you, how do you feel? I know, I think we had just seen the first episode the last time you were on. 
and we got to talk about it. How do you think about how the series is going out so far? I think it's a masterpiece. Um, I mean, I don't think I did get to speak about it. Oh, okay. But I mean, so I will tell you as someone obviously from New York who has lived in, you know, in Southside Jamaica for a hot minute um, and had to drive my daughter back and forth there for several years. Um, it's very authentically um, Southside. Like that's one thing I really do appreciate about the production. And you could tell like 50 had his hand on that because he made sure it was like this. They're not showing fairy tales, even like the schools. It's like there really is a Stuyvesant high school in the city that was that is a specialized high school. Like everything is really authentic. Um, so obviously, having been a fan of power, um, not necessarily a fan of Kanan and power, but a fan of power and knowing how his story ends, you can see it all coming together now, like really beautifully. So I got to say, like the the writers and the production have done it again, where they really have, you know, kind of succeeded in retelling a story, but still making it captivating and uh, filling in blanks. And I don't know, I'm here for it. Like, I, I, I'm loving it. I'm sad that this is not like a show that I could have just binged and still be watching it right now. <laughs> like, I hate this waiting every week crap, but... But yeah, it's dope. I feel like it's coming together really nicely. All right, fair enough, fair enough, Baylor. Um, I I just been paying attention to uh, the love stories with with every character. And it seems like everybody is dealing with somebody uh, outside of like uh, the main narrative or whatever, which is basically building the character of a drug dealer, of a young drug dealer. Uh, but you got his mom who's knocking down the bartender. You know what I'm saying? His uncles, his uncles is out here. <laughs> you know, he's chasing after he's chasing after his uh his grade school crush that, and he was a part of the, the the murder of her boyfriend. So yeah. Is I, I, I wanna see all the storylines tie up by the end of the season. It's going I I feel like the end of this first season is gonna be a lot of death. Yeah, yeah. I think starting with the uncles. Because he, he has like, to ascend oh, some way. And you're right. One of the uncles is probably going to get. Yes. Yeah. I feel like old boy from Ballers is going to be the first to go. Okay. And then, and then dude from Snowfall <laughs> will be next. I love how Mary's <laughs> just using old boy from another show. Like no character names, no descriptions, no nothing. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even, that's how bad it is. It's like when I see them, that's who they are. That's funny. But. The uncles, the uncles, yeah, they're they're gonna not make it out of this season. They can't. Well, well we do know that his mom is gonna go down. Well, she she has to. Yeah. She has to. Yeah, I like how they down, they, so they took elements be... from Fifty Cent's actual story and they're building them into Canaan. That's that's what's really yes. interesting. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, Although I'd be surprised if he made it into if he was smart enough to go to Stuyvesant. I'm kidding, but <laughs> way to to paint a. A storyline, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, <laughs> I feel like the acting can use some help mm. at times, but the the writing is good enough that you overlook His it. His mom's New York accent bothers the shit out of me because it's it doesn't feel genuine. It feels like somebody who's no. trying to imitate what they think a New York accent is like, and then she comes in and literally it's like in the middle of a sentence she'll start off without the accent. And then she tries to end on a hard New York accent when she says certain words. It's like, come on, man. 
Well, where is she from in real life? I Let's see. I have to. I'd have to look it up. Now I gotta see because yes, I kind of did pick that up also. Now watch it be. She's actually from like Brooklyn or something. No doubt that. Cent, five cent, ten cent, dollar. I cannot. Uh, boy, she is some acting chops. I'll tell you that. She was on Broadway. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, this is yeah, that's her, Patina Miller. Um, Where's she from? I know the. I know the. His cousin, whose name is escaping me, she's also from Broadway as well. The one who can sing. She is from Pageland, South Carolina. Pageland, South Carolina. Yes. So, mm. so you were right. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there, Marquis. You got anything? I'm, to say? But I'm really mad that his that she's my age. <laughs> wow. Depression. Yeah. Do I look that old? <laughs> no. No, you, you look good. young. I hate y'all. <laughs> Could you have sounded any more? If we would have said the opposite, would you hate us more? Like, I mean, you look hard. Yes. You look old. But... <laughs> oh my God. At least I would know y'all keep it real with me, though. Anyway. Y'all keep it real. Okay. Maybe they're making her look older, too. That's the story we're going with. Continue. There you have it. <laughs> Marky, what did you think about the first episode? I thought it was, I thought it was too much commentary from 50. I really got tired of hearing his voice. It almost sounded like he wanted to be Italian. And black at the same time when he was coming. I'm like, bruh, shut the fuck up. It goes it, away. It, oh my god. It goes away. I but I know what you mean because I was getting Bronx Tale vibes off of the first one too with the narration. Yeah. But he stops. It 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 dwindles as it, it continues. Because a lot of that yeah. was introduction too. Yes. But still, you don't talk like that. Fifty don't. Oh, Maybe Kanan did. No, fifty don't talk like that. No, fifty with narrating. That's not how he talks. He's not supposed to be fifty. We've heard him narrate before. He's supposed to be Kanan. And Kanan did talk too much. Yeah. He might be he another one like that, that talked as he died. If I'm memory serves. He did talk as he died. <laughs> Maybe those listeners narrated boys. I'm dying, but I hate you, motherfuckers. I'll kill you all. I'm gonna curse your mother too. Fucking dog. <laughs> anyway, moving yeah. on from raising Kanan. A, re- a house party remake is coming from LeBron James Bronze Studio. I'm gonna watch it. I don't know. <laughs> like some things should just be left alone. That's one of them. We're not gonna have another kid in play. That is very true. Why? Why? How about those Lakers? <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, how about those Lakers? <laughs> Melo. Is LeBron gonna play Bilal in the in the? House party remake. Bill Al. Ronald I'm really mad you said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Lal. That was your white side coming out. Jamal, Jamal. <laughs> Malik. <laughs> They're Muslim names. <laughs> Rashid. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck both of you. <laughs> you miss me. <laughs> <laughs> Mustafa. Mustafa. Uh, anyway, I really wouldn't want to see him be Bilal either. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> not. Oh, man. Oh, that is shit. funny. <laughs> that is funny. He mad, mad. <laughs> I hate both you niggas. I hate all you motherfuckers, actually. All you motherfuckers. I hate your gums. Hate you they weren't even doing anything. Why? I ain't even, even saying nothing yet. I hate your gums. 
Because I know Bailey, he's gonna save it until I'm giving I'm doing my spill when we're signing off and say something about it. That's what he does. So I'm just I'm pre-hating him already. Um moving on. Last time last topic of the day. Last topic. Uh, I figured it'd be fun to send them off with a playlist. So I asked each everybody to come up with three songs that captures their personal vibe. And we're gonna turn into a breaks vibes playlist. Who did their assignment? You niggas suck. And I specifically told you motherfuckers, look at the last topic. It's gonna. I did. I sent it in the group chat. I said the last topic is gonna take some thought. Look at it ahead. That's why I sent the list two days earlier than I usually sent sent it. You motherfuckers don't pay attention to shit. And when Mary came in, when Mary came in, they're talking about something completely different. Like these niggas ain't gonna do it. What do you well, mean talking about something? Mary, remember I fucked with you. I was like, oh, so this is what you respond with? Because you literally, it was like I texted that five minutes later. You were like, yeah, fuck that. Hey, we got. Oh. Niggas. Well, I didn't even catch that. That was Mary's <laughs> white side. Like, oh, black man's talking? We don't give a fuck about that. What are you talking about? He's attacking. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Next week? I'd probably say everything is everything in one of mine. Oh, I like that. Okay. We'll come back with that next more. week because my co-host sucks. I got ass. one more. I got one more. What? No. I mean, it went out, but we already like, know, we what, know it what it was. But it couldn't have been time. Nonetheless, <laughs> the vibe of this week is we're gonna let we're gonna send off with JD Kiss. We're gonna make it because they killed that shit. Everybody, give them your motherfucking social media platforms. Let's get the fuck up out of here. Baylor, go ahead. Oh, before it. you do that, uh, Cop Prince. Prince album is actually pretty good. Now we can go. Listen to Isaiah Rashad. Um, Mary, go ahead. Give him your social media. Sure. Blasphemy. I'm at, I'm at Bilal. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 anyway, at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms. I refuse to take this from somebody who thinks. Joey Badass is being a good actor on fucking Raising Canaan. I refuse to I take this shit. I was waiting for you to, to bring that up. Go ahead, Baylor. Uh, at Harlem, picking up body, delivering them. <laughs> BTG from President Overroad, BTG, part of the Rare Sonics Network. Uh, Jada's top five. Human being of all time. Mm-hmm. Marquee. You can find me at Cordero on IG, on all platforms. That was corny as shit, bro. Come on, try it again. You got better jokes than that. You come up with better jokes than that in your sleep. Come on, man. I, I expect more from you than this. Why would you expect more from me? That's me. You just you just diss Prince. Buddy, would you like some sausages? You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. TheBreaksRadioGmail.com. Uh, we're the number one podcast. I need a dad joke. This week. We out, bitches. I need a dad joke. I ain't got none right now. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Over here looking like dick. Wow. (laughs) I know I do. Well, dip, dip. The worst bars ever. <laughs> That's just funny. When, when, when Jada said, y'all using songs from before Jim learned how to rap, I was fucking dead. Let me tell you.
And that and the thing Save it, bro. Save it. Wait a second. We about to start. Just that's that's why I moved it to the first topic. Originally it was gonna be the last topic in the first segment, but I was like, fuck it, we gotta talk about this shit first because we just gonna keep throwing hints about it out there the whole time. Yeah. So we were saying, Marquis, that maybe we'll um try to start like sprinkling in some kind of relationship talk. Cause he just told me what happened to him. Dipset, dipset, dipset. What? <laughs> More like upset, upset. No, it's not upset. an upset. You can't get you can't get spanked that bad and get. They're upset. Oh, goddamn, bro. God motherfucking. Oh wait, time out.